0: This is the Helena Handcart Podcast, Episode 50. Bombers, Boozers, Fathers, and Facebook. It's all right here. Podcasting live from London, this is Gary, Patrick, and Heather downing Alcopops like a teenager to drown our sorrows from the world that is most definitely going to Helena Handcart. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. Excellent. Um, so, so, Patrick, um, just to go back to the conversation we were having before we started to record, is there anything left that we can talk about this week? No, we can talk about me. Okay. it's interesting topic there is. <laughs> we had a few ideas as to what we could talk about, and uh, uh, Patrick's like, no, too serious. No, too serious. No, too dull. Not enough suitcases in that one. <laughs> Oh, don't start me on them. I had to battle St <laughs> Pancras this weekend. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, so time I of year. Yeah, no, I, I have this theory. I, I can solve our deficit and our overpopulation problem in the space of six months because the first thing is to put a tax on those drag-behind suitcases. Right. And then when everyone's paid it, you just shoot everyone who owns one. So there you go.
0: Ah.
2: Right. So, so, are you going to podcast on your own then? And what, when do we? When do me and Gary get shot? <laughs> yeah. How long have we got? And how much tax we, are
0: we paying? You have to pay the, yeah. the levy first.
2: A- I see. Trouble is, yeah. we know what happens anyway, so we we'll just we just won't pay it. No.
1: Actually, sort of half of me actually, I really want one of them to trip me over so I can sue them and then get them banned by Health and Safety. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Don't don't kind of throw yourself in the way of <laughs> And then put one of those Whiplash neck things on Yes
1: uh, Even though it'll be my legs stringed I'll make sure I have the neck brace on <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: So what did you do at the weekend Patrick? Oh I hung around Terminal 3
2: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Threw myself on the floor I wish that would be an improvement
0: On most of my weekends <laughs> oh. Oh,
2: oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't uh, know Terminal 5 might be quite good
0: yeah so um it's it's, it's lovely actually
1: (coughs) all those media stories were i mean i'm sure it was chaotic at the start but i flew from there recently it was very
0: pleasant and the the great you have
2: lovely weekends at terminal five
0: and the great thing is if you are going to get a flight out of heathrow terminal five and say you get there a bit early or your flight's delayed and you don't know what to do there are just so many places to eat and drink and so many shops to enjoy and if that isn't enough there are plenty of escalators to ride up and down who oh, could perfect. ask for more yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, and those escalators really are big and a little tip for anybody flying out of terminal 5 use the lifts, they're faster because mm. they have express lifts there that take you between like, the, the, the ground floor and the departures and stuff And but won't the lifts all be full of people who've got about 7 zillion cases when they're going away for the weekend oh that's true
1: yeah
2: Oh, thanks for the advice, guys. Yeah, it's just like, what do people take on holiday
1: with them? It never ceases to amaze me. Mm.
2: Uh,
0: just too anyway. much would be the answer.
2: <laughs> All their pets.
0: Well, I have to I have to say, as I'm getting ready to go on a holiday myself fairly soon, I'm thinking I might need to take an extra suitcase just for the amount of charges I need to take with me. <laughs>
2: I know, but it's true, isn't it?
0: All the electronics. Yeah. Uh, Well, good good show this week, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, cheers. Bye. Well, hey.
2: (laughs) Hurrah. That was the 50th episode. Jolly good.
0: Yeah, that was it. Do you want to do do some news or... Yeah. All right. Uh Poland has been holding a day of commemorations to mark the seventieth anniversary of the outbreak of World War II. Leaders from twenty countries laid candles during a ceremony near Gdansk. Um uh, where's the funny Heather? Uh <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> uh It used to be called Danzig, of course.
1: Did in it? The German signed
2: So um so Patrick, you were saying that Pol- that uh russia's now blaming poland for for attacking them
1: this is my favorite story it's like because um you know the um the the lithuanians and the latvians of course they've got a few skeletons in their closet because um you know when the um when the uh nazis invaded russia the lithuanians and latvians said welcome come along you know come and help us get rid of the russians so you know they don't like to talk about that but it's true yeah and um and so the, the Lithuanians this week accused um, Russia because Russia said, oh, no, who was The Lithuanians said that Hitler and Stalin were jointly responsible for the Second World War. Yeah. And um, the, um, <laughs> the Russians didn't like that because they think, of course, that Stalin saved Europe. You know, he, he saved Europe. So it's like that American thing, you know, we destroyed the village in order to save it. You know, the yeah. Soviets enslaved Europe in order to save it. but um,
2: Yeah, it um, was great. And Stalin only yeah. really killed about 50 million Russians. in the no, I know. Yeah.
1: And um, so, yes, he um, so yes, the Russians said, oh, sorry, Stalin had nothing to do with the Second World War. It was all Poland's fault. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they said, come and invade us. <laughs> it's yeah, like the Nazis well, the, invaded from one side and the Russians from the other, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but, well, the, the, the Poles did say it was all right for the Nazis to have Czechoslovakia, but then so did we. And, you know, no one's saying that we started the Second World War. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but that's no, well, the Russians are just unreal. They they just, you know, it's 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 such an odd culture. They seem to have no compunction about saying, you know, that black is white if it suits their worldview.
2: Well, we know that Putin's a um, you know, an aspiring model, so <laughs> maybe it's like <laughs> part of his career, <laughs> you know.
1: Oh, do you think he'd be walking around, you know, saying, you know, singing, I didn't start the war to the tune of YMCA or something like
2: that? (laughs) With topless.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. As is his way. Yes, well, he's read out a big apology to the Poles, hasn't he? So... Mm. it's an apology that's not an apology you know one of those sort of things so you know now he's got the high ground the polls are fuming there was (laughs) an there was an angry article from a poll in today's guardian so well obviously we're starting
0: to lose um quite a lot of the people that were in the world wars um, absolutely yeah we are
2: um
0: Heather, I, I did enjoy that article that you um, um, sent us a link to about the the one story of the person that saw the start of the war in Poland. Yeah. That was, it was amazing. amazing. It's mm. on BBC News' website, and I think we should put that on the blog so anybody who wants to read the backstory of that can. Um, but it, it's one of those things, isn't it? As, as we start to lose these people that were there and that can really tell these stories, the whole thing starts to get a little greyer, and these people that want to throw in, well, it wasn't quite like this, it was like that um you know and and soon it's about as convincing as the bible
2: well, I think not soon. I think that takes a few thousand years. Oh, okay. I, I
1: hope the second book had a bit more credibility than the Bible.
2: <laughs> well, probably at the time it was. You know, they said they said something different, but um, I think uh, I think you're right. And it is that thing of like we never. You know, the world clearly hasn't learned anything really, and um, I, I just always think it's just uh, something such a load of rubbish when they say, oh, we have to learn the lessons of history. You know, we can't forget history because uh, we'll just repeat things and you think, well, yeah, <laughs> where's the evidence? You know, where is the evidence that we've learnt from history?
0: Look around the world, plenty of wars going on and it seems that we seem to jump in on them these days just as happily.
2: Well, yes, and, and you know, ethnicities still get massacred even in not that long ago, you know, so... Mm. I mean maybe not to the uh, the numbers I do think the numbers are truly astonishing when you think of the second world war but particularly yeah. russia I mean I think it's tr- I was listening to the to this morning they were talking on the radio quite a lot about um, about this story and they were saying how you know they sort of had his, you know hist- historians on there and they were saying how one of the things that has happened talking of the russians is that people kind of forget about stalin because it's like hitler was the monster and yes hitler was but stalin killed a lot more people (laughs) yeah well like 20
1: million people 20 million russians died in the second war out of 50 million in total so you know and um and and the only reason the russians won was because stalin just kept throwing men at them you know it wasn't anything about tactics it was just like we'll just keep pushing enough people at you until we wear you down and
2: We'll just so. kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course he killed millions afterwards, obviously in the gulags and yes. everything. But yes. but yeah, no with that you're right, because if Hitler hadn't invaded Russia, God knows what would have happened, you know, you do kind well, of think of course think, well, he would
1: have won, wouldn't
2: he? Well exactly. That was that yeah. was the German big German mistake was invading Russia. Do yeah, yeah. and even
1: could... when he did invade Russia, you know, he made a big mistake because he got he got like within ten miles of Moscow and then turned south to the oil fields. I and mean, if he'd finished off Moscow, you know, he would have got the oil fields anyway, so, you know, so,
2: mm, you, we yes. could all have
1: been speaking German right now. As they yeah. Yeah. Yes, they <laughs> say.
2: I always think that's so funny. I remember when I was a kid. It's like, as
1: if that's such like the like the worst fate that could befall anyone, having to speak German. Uh...
2: I know, when I was a child, my parents used to say that to me. <laughs> it's like, you know, well, we could have all been speaking German, you know, and, and I always used to think, oh my God, that must be terrible to speak German, you know.
0: <laughs> And you'd have to be blonde as well.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> especially you could dye, couldn't you? Hmm. Dye your hair, yeah.
0: But, I mean, when you look back at, at the war, and, and I'm just thinking about um the way that our politicians today handle these kind of things, look at the big speeches of the time the the Churchill big speeches that were going on. Could you imagine if if you turned back the clock and it wasn't Churchill that was actually in power at that time? it was actually Brown and he had to go out there and you know <laughs> give these um big speeches to sort of you know get the country behind the troops uh, 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 I uh, think uh, we would have all uh, been uh, glad to have started speaking German if we had Gordon Brown. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: But don't you think that very, they step up to it, don't they? Because Churchill took over kind of... I mean, that was partly why, wasn't it? Well, of course, you Churchill know, it wasn't was his well twirl. liked
1: at the time. No. This, is, this is all retrospective, that he's now the greatest Briton of all time. Oh, don't go yeah. there,
0: because by saying that, you know... <laughs> <laughs> give us give us 30 years, I'm oh, to could be up drink. there. <laughs> what a thought. Oh, my <laughs> God. No,
2: but it's true. Patrick's right. I mean, yes, his speeches were incredible. um, But, I mean, he just, he sounds like a real character, you know, everything you hear about him. He does sound, uh, you know, one of my favourite things about Churchill, which I just think is brilliant, is this whole concept of the black dog. I mean, I don't know if you've heard about that, but he used to call depression the black dog. And he would like to, you know, he would say to other people, oh, do you get, you know, do you have a touch of the black dog as well? And he was very, he had lots of kind of, issues and lots of drinking issues and you know but but i think yes in some ways he was clearly a genius and also he was um he was kind of ruthless as well which i guess he needed to be and i don't know sort of how many how many politicians have had the balls to be that ruthless i don't and neville chamberlain of course well i don't know what would have happened if he have stayed prime minister but um what? I feel a bit sorry for him sometimes. I would have all been speaking German, as they say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, just to, Do just, you think? <laughs> imagine if though, uh, going back to what we were saying just a second ago, that, um, it actually had been Gordon Brown in 30 years time that had been named like the most impressive politician of all time. You can, you can imagine them giving it us sitting here on the podcast in 30 years time, going, going through this new survey that's come out and they're like, well, at number five, it, it, it's Margaret Thatcher, uh, at, at number four, it's, it's Michael Portillo, uh, <laughs> um, at, at three um, surprisingly it's unsurprisingly based on all of the great things he's done in our time it's Nick Clegg uh, <laughs> 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 uh, 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 Hazel Blee is at number two and Gordon brand number one <laughs> Larry, you what, could you stop this dystopia <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: where's Peter Mandelson there Put pardon where was Peter Mandelson? He's probably still in power in 30 yeah. minutes. So <laughs> yeah. He's
0: probably still running the show.
2: That's true. He's, he's the dictator. He's <laughs> the <So laughs> yeah. Stalin of the future. Oh, my. Without God. all the murders. <clears throat>
0: Well, if th- if that's true, there's only one way to drown our sorrows, and that's to uh, uncork a bottle and have a big drink. Well, that's certainly what a third of all 13 to 15 year olds have been doing recently. Uh, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, they say it's the highest rate of any of the 30 countries in the OECD study.
1: Well, it's nice to see us leading the
0: world again they don't call yeah. it great britain for nothing <laughs> great britain leading yeah. the world in all things great
2: <laughs> and um britain spends more money than than the than the other countries as well on trying to um you know do something about these children but
0: i don't know apparently 15 uh, year girls in the uk are more likely to have been drunk than boys the shocking report found
1: Oh well, boys are catching up on the A level results, so maybe they can put a bit of effort into the boozing as well.
0: Yeah.
2: Or well, may- maybe the reason they're catching up is their brain cells haven't been as knocked off by the alcohol.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Britain spends more than ninety thousand pounds per child from birth to the age of eighteen. So in the years they're not supposed to be drinking, we're spending ninety grand each on them. on Ninety thousand
1: pounds. Yeah.
0: That's how Ooh, much. That's how God. much they're necking.
2: Nine yeah. thousand pounds. Wow. It's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Even but on your last night helpful. out, Patrick, you didn't spend that much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It's it's just a lot of money and it's a lot of booze and it's a little bit worrying. Well but you know, kids like to drink. What are you gonna do? Stop them? <laughs> that would that would be probably a reasonable suggestion. Gary,
1: you're just the heavy hand of the man. <laughs>
2: Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe they should just let them into pubs And then they wouldn't drink in the streets <laughs> <laughs> You know, why not just say well, You can drink after the age of 12 And just <laughs> provide, like, youth clubs with You could bars. just, like, hook them up
1: to a, a beer tap, couldn't you? Into yeah. their vein, intravenously
0: <laughs> but why is it this way though because kids have got more to do these days they've got the internet they've got all these computer games that you know they had uh, kids years ago managed to amuse themselves with with much less so so why are things so bad these days that they're being driven to drink really it's, the, excuses the, industry, Gary.
2: it's the world going to hell in a handcart yeah,
1: of course. Of course. yeah. You know. no i mean you know Everyone always means, oh, the kids have got nothing to do. Uh, the kids have got plenty of things to do. Yes. You know, don't give me this rubbish. It's all a whole lot of bloody bleeding heart, guardian reading, hand wringing, <laughs> you know. Oh, it's all right that he murdered 500 people because he had nothing to do because the council wouldn't pay for a youth club. You know, I oh, mean.
2: But do you, do you think also that it's, it's kind of a malaise, I think, because all of us don't feel as if we have as much to do, as much to occupy ourselves as we used to, when we all have a lot more. I mean, I don't remember what I did before the internet, but I'm sure I was busy all the time, you know, so, so I think it is that the more you get, the less you feel as it, that you've got
0: in terms of activities I, I think actually it's the reason that you're thinking that way Heather is because when you wanted to know something you had to leave the house you had to go to a library you had to find the right book you had to find the right section in the book where the hell was Wikipedia
2: no, but that's true. So you were doing... It was a lot... That's true. It was more work and it was it was more activity just to kind of get what you needed. And I do remember, obviously, you know, when I was um, studying or whatever and spending hours trying to find things in the library. And as you said, now you'd just be looking them up on Google, you know, Google Scholar. <laughs> it's like... Now I just look everything up and print it off or read it online. Yeah. So, yeah. So... Well, life is just too easy for people. It should just be hard again. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> they just strange. don't know what's hit them.
1: Yeah, mm. they don't know they're born.
2: It's exactly, <laughs> these these kids today.
1: But that's quite interesting, actually. I hadn't thought about it like that. You know, when you were saying, oh, you know, people say, that you know, we used to amuse ourselves and all that sort of thing. Um, you're, you're right, actually. You know, it's just everything took a lot longer. Yeah, so
2: there's a lot, lot more work. That, yeah. Yeah. so you're you were kind of constantly busy because you had to just to achieve something you had to do a lot more things than you do now
0: mm. if you want mm. to say you wanted to like write a script you'd have to type it or handwrite it and if you needed to make changes you'd have to use tipex and wipe it out and maybe mm. maybe retype it again to make it look neater Oh. Yeah,
2: but also the research, because, you know, obviously you'd, so you'd research it again. You wouldn't just be like sitting in front of a computer. You would be going out and doing research. So, yeah, see, the world was better. <laughs> and kids just didn't have time to sit around drinking on street corners. And
0: people used to have to sort of go out and, and shop and, uh, you know, go and uh, buy groceries from an actual, actual supermarket instead of just getting things online.
2: Yep, yeah, or books or clothes or whatever, yeah.
0: If you wanted a takeaway, you used to go to the takeaway and take it away. Now they just bring it to you. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no effort involved In actual fact you can order it on the internet Without even moving In fact what I'm actually looking for Is a little device which I can plug in via USB Which monitors my blood sugar levels And when they fall beneath a certain amount When I'm on the computer They just order me a pizza I don't even have to get up Look at your, Well you're going to America next week I bet they have one there
2: I bet they do actually They have home deliveries for McDonald's there We discovered oh. that didn't we in our research So.
0: Or drive through everything
2: Yes! Oh god, that, I couldn't believe that when you said about the drive through banking and everything. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, oh, I've got an update on that. Did you, uh, a friend of mine told me that they also now have drive through daiquiris.
2: Oh, really?
1: What, what, uh, isn't that a cocktail? Oh,
0: yes.
2: So you can drink and drive?
0: Nope, because they, they don't give you the straw. The, um, the straw is unpierced, you see. If you pierce it, then you've got alcohol open in the vehicle and you can be in trouble. But as long as you don't pierce that lid, you're all right. Uh Well, only a communist
1: would make you want to leave your car. (laughs) It's your human right to stay in your car. We all know that.
2: What fun. You know, I always thought daiquiris were the kind of thing you drank, like in a nice wine bar or at a restaurant when you're sitting around with friends, not like driving through in in your car and then taking it home to drink.
1: Stop trying to criticise people's freedom, Heather. (sighs) Outrageous.
2: Well, they're lifestyle choices. Sorry.
1: (laughs) I love lifestyle choices. It's a great (laughs) word. (laughs)
2: I'm
1: not a company, It's a lifestyle
0: choice. Well, Well, I hate to take this conversation into a level of being a little bit more highbrow. But did you hear this week the debate that they're saying that Macaulay Culkin could actually be the father of Michael Jackson's son?
1: No, oh, it just gets odder, doesn't it? It's a blank, blank. I mean, you, you or- just when you think it, it's, it's hit, it's it, you know, it can't get any odder. You know, when Mark Lester claimed he was the, the father, I thought this can't get any stranger. But I was, I was wrong. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Well,
2: no, um, isn't um, uh, actually? Yeah, I completely. Do you know? I got myself conf- confused, but. Um, Markless is the father of the girl isn't he?
1: And the, and the other boy And the there's blanket, two boys the... and a girl No, no, Blanket is Macaulay Culkin's Allegedly, allegedly, don't sue um,
2: Oh, because this the story son. says Michael Jackson's seven-year-old son Prince Michael II
1: No, Prince um, Michael II is Blanket
2: Oh, I there's see. Prince,
1: there's Prince Michael and Paris and Prince Michael too.
2: Oh Gary, you know oh, sorry, I just called you Gary Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I say Patrick, you know so much about, about this. <laughs> so so blanket is called Prince Michael too. Yes, okay. Yes. Mm. I didn't realize Blanket's
1: just a nickname. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh I thought blanket was a lovely boy's name. <laughs> Okay, so Okay, so Mark Lester's the father of the older ones and then Macaulay Culkin is the yes. father of the younger
0: ones. Maybe, That's um, all
2: very sick, isn't um, it? But,
0: um, Do we know if there's any reason why Michael Jackson couldn't have actually uh, used his own baby-making material to um, create some well, children?
1: Gary, you're opening a card. I there. I think it's better
0: not discussed on a family podcast. Okay. I just don't get it. I just don't get it.
2: Um well, it well, I would I would hesitate to say something about skin color.
1: <laughs> but what I would like to know. Do you know is,
2: what I mean? <laughs> he wanted the kids to the kids are white, aren't they? As um, Michael Jackson was yeah, towards yeah. the end of his life.
1: Oh, Heather God, it's like listening to The Clan having you on the other <laughs> one. So, um
2: <laughs> no but you know that because he clearly had some kind of internal hatred of his skin color didn't he and and so to produce children that were black would have been it's really like difficult for him
1: all over again
2: <laughs> and he 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 clearly dyed the kid's hair as well because you know they used to have like blonde hair with dark roots and things when they were, when they were little and they come out in those masks yeah, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, the good news is it's not bizarre in any way, shape, or form. No, (laughs) not at all. I like the fact that you see that
1: Paris had a haircut and took minders with her to take all the hair with her so that no one could have it sneak off and have it DNA tested.
2: (laughs) The child, really? Yes. (laughs) God, yes. And realize that they're not actually relate they're not physically related to Michael Jackson in any way in any way at all <laughs> but oh. yeah I think there's something I don't know I'm sure there was probably there's probably other issues as to why he didn't do the donation but that would be one of the issues I would have thought because and also there is something deeply unsettling about the fact that the two the fathers of these children are both child stars
1: yeah why, why mm. didn't he get Shirley Temple to be the mother
2: She's probably a bit old for egg donation, I think, Patrick.
1: No, well, you know, these, a... these sort of 90-year-old women in India are popping them out, so, you know, with this new treatment, so... Marshall you know. well, are... Michael Jackson certainly had enough money to make it happen.
2: <laughs> there must be a woman around who was a child star. Jodie Foster... Oh, Jodie Foster would never have agreed to it, would she? <laughs> <laughs> there must be someone else. <laughs> You
1: know, the, the, mm. oh, J- Jodie Foster's uh, a big, you know, L-blank, B-blank, A-N, isn't she? Absolutely,
2: yeah. Mm. Oh, I know um, Drew, ba- Drew um, Barrymore. Like oh, he was so we could just get to that.
1: You know, as if you're not going to have enough psychological problems being Michael Jackson's kid without being Drew Barrymore's as well. <laughs> so. Might cancel each other out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Maybe their kid would have cured cancer. It would have
0: been so level-headed. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway, the more the more we talk about the story, the queasier I get. So I think we should move on. Um, now, we haven't spoken about Twitter on the podcast for a while, and this week we'll make no exception. We're going to talk about Facebook instead, though.
1: Hurrah! <laughs> That's a proper social networking site.
0: A council is to ban Facebook on its computers after it was revealed staff spent an average of 400 hours on the site every month. I I assume that's not each Um, Portsmouth City Council said it had decided to change its policy and block access to the social networking site it added the figures uh, which equated um, to each of its four and a half thousand staff who have access to computers spending between five and six minutes a month on the site. What? Really? Five or six minutes? I should have pre-read the story I wouldn't have been so shocked then. Five or six minutes a month on the site I'm sorry that's nothing I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? No, it? but
2: I'm sure that's not true, though, because if they've spent 400 hours on the site, there's 4,500 staff. If you think of a council council staff, an awful lot of them would be like the cleaners and the dustmen and all that. So the people that are in the offices... Yeah. See, being logical, it, it reduces down to a lot, a lot less people, I would think. They're just saying that to try and put us off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> Unless well, the bin men are kind of doing Facebook on their laptops as well, they going he, around, he the knows age, on yeah, it's in the day and age, iPhones. Well, no, because they can't stop you on your mobile phone, can you? I mean, this is just banning the, this is just banning Facebook from the work computers, presumably. Yeah, you, that's you, right. You could even bring your own laptop in if you're that desperate, I suppose.
0: I, I mean, I have to say that when we talk about these stories, I expect to be shocked and appalled and want, want to disagree with them. But I can't really because you're supposed to be at work and if they want to ban Facebook, it, it, they, they give you the computer at work for, for you to be able to do your work, not not for you to be able to you know look at whatever you want.
1: And they must be pretty thick if they've only just got around to banning it. You know, I've been at my current employers for two years and we've never been able to have Facebook there no we've window. never
2: yeah we've never had facebook or any of those sites you can't access them from work no but but you know i mean i do think you mentioned mobile phones and god knows how many people nowadays have iphones and things and can sit in their office just sort of you know on facebook basically <laughs> you go, i kind of think you you really if someone to me I, i've just always felt that's one thing i've always felt in the work world is if you want to skive and you, you will find a way to skive. So you ban Facebook and people will look at, I don't know, Amazon or, you know, they'll look at, they'll just do other things. I'm not saying that you should let them have Facebook because, you know, I think it's fair enough actually. I think it's fair enough to only let people access sites that could remotely be related to work, you know.
0: It well. depends. I mean, I, th- I think um, and I, I can access it at work, but I, I don't. Um, I could access it on my iPhone if I wanted to from work, but I can't because I can't get a flipping signal in the office. Um, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. But, you know, the internet is something which I think um, is almost something that is required in people's day-to-day lives these days. Um, And, yeah, maybe it would be good to be able to to access Facebook from work. But like like in in the olden days in the olden days during the war um <laughs> where, yeah, where, yeah when you Doesn't
2: w- feel like 70 years does it gary it's amazing 70 years, 70 years today
0: um, do, you, do you remember in, in, I, I remember working in offices where you weren't allowed to make personal calls from your desk but you could go and use a different phone
2: well they'd be like a public phone in the corridor yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the actual fact it didn't cost money to use it but it was like you know it, you use that for your your calls when if you had a break you know this is going back several years um, and, and that, that was kind of okay I so know I
2: remember where you had to use money it was like a money phone yeah
0: tight employer then. Yeah. Um, but if you if you had like an like an internet terminal in the office that you know was open to the to, to the whole world, um, you know, so you, you, you could sit and look at porn in your lunch hour or something, um, then you know that would be fine, but not at your desk. Maybe maybe there's an argument for that in some in some places. I don't know. Maybe that's what I would do if I was a nice boss. Prisons. Prisons.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, I just think people do find ways of skiving, you know, they'll do it, but equally, I suppose as an employer, I suppose the thing is you have to just be concerned that they're not doing something really inappropriate as well from their work computer. Yeah. So that's probably why they do ban so many sites well i mean ours is ridiculous you try and look up really sort of genuine things that you're actually doing for work and it just comes up blocked and it'll be because of some really spurious reason so you ring the it and they look at the website and they say mm, i can't see anything wrong with this website you're like well exactly
0: it's got one of those keywords in there
2: absolutely yeah and it's ridiculous the key word it's things like drugs is a key word
0: (laughs) for a healthcare worker
2: (laughs) exactly I couldn't believe it when I discovered that because it blocked one site for that
0: you couldn't make it up yeah well final bit of good news of the I mean final piece of news of the week after more than 10 years big brother in the UK is going to be axed not the full time apparently uh, this year's series which is the 10th so far has pulled in an average of just 2 million viewers which is a massive drop from the 10 million who tuned in during its heyday Um, and there's um, actually you know I think over this series the numbers have have dropped down to the extent where it's only Davina the host watching yeah, well, that's <laughs> true, isn't
2: it? <laughs> I don't understand why they're making another series next year. Surely it would be uh, under cheaper. Contract. Yes, but even under contract, wouldn't it be cheaper just to leave it and pay out the contract?
1: I suppose the thing is they still think we're getting two million viewers. We've signed up to it. You know, we've got nothing to replace it. We may as well, you know, at least give ourselves, a, you know, a couple of years to get something, you know, to put in its
0: place. And it probably, because it's on for so many months, they've probably already started the recruitment process.
2: Well, true. and uh, No, you're right. They've probably already got people employed to do... They, they may have contracted the staff as well, I suppose. Yeah. You know, the technical staff and the people that build the sets and all that. So, yeah, I guess so. Mm. But, um, but, you, uh, mean, I, n- you a- know, they're going to have a few hundred thousand viewers next year, I think, at this rate.
1: You know, I'm a huge fan of Big Brother. You know, I always defend it. You know, I thought it was very good Start, But Channel 4 have just killed it. You know, they have got no one to blame for this but their own idiocy in, you know, get, getting all these freaks to go on it instead of normal people. You know, all this ridiculous rule changing and swapping and no one can keep track of who's what and where. You know, they just they had a good product, which they which they just ran
2: down. No, I agree. Yeah, mm. I used to watch it. And we were talking about this last week um, at work because we were saying, God, a couple, you know, a few years ago, everyone in everyone at lunchtime would be sitting around talking about Big Brother and now there's yeah. one person there that watches it. And I think she feels a little bit embarrassed by the rest of us because we're all like, oh, my God, why are you still watching that? Because <laughs> no one else is watching it at all. And I don't know. She's the only person I know. Generally in life, who's watching it?
0: I think mm. I think one of the problems with it is they all keep every year. And I'm not watching it this year, but in the previous ones I have watched, they keep threatening to leave. People just want to walk out. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna and and it, it, and I think Big Brother has got to the stage now where they they won't do anything really nasty to these people because they'll just walk.
2: And uh, But I don't blame them. I mean, you know, I, I completely think that should be their right to walk. But I think that because they made it so ridiculous, because in the, in the early ones, it, it, it was sort of normal enough that they gave you no reason to walk.
0: Yeah, so what what I think would be a a couple of good ideas to help um, uh, get Big Brother back on its feet for the final series, Uh, first how do you get good contestants, well the problem is they've had too many freaks, so let's do um, a, a Big Brother where we go back through all of the years and we put in the 10 people who were evicted first from all of the previous series so then you get more normal people uh, you give them all a, uh, a te- like £100,000 each and say that's your money but if you walk you don't get a penny and there will be no publicity for you there'll be no press conference you'll just walk nobody will see you leave um, and will put you in hiding for uh, the rest of the series you won't get to talk to anybody there'll be no expose and by the time the series is finished nobody will even know who you are then they will be acting a bit more normally
2: Mm, but then Tough it depends love. on
0: what, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, but it depends on what you do to them while they're in there. Then, because I think
0: not stupid stuff. You've just got to make it harder for them. You know, I just it, think it, they're
2: cruel though a lot of the time, and I, I, you know, that's one of the reasons why I stopped watching. Because it did. I mean, yes, there's too many freaks, but also the show just became ridiculous. It, it lost the conceit of Big Brother. They completely yeah. lost what it was all about, and they, they sort of broke all their own rules so many times. By, I think the, the, the rock set in really badly when they started showing people the footage of the diary room, yeah, of what other people had said, yeah, because the diary room was meant to be this private space, and you could say anything about anyone, and then suddenly they were taking them in there and showing them what everyone else has said about them in the evictions or whatever, and so they kind of turned it all in on itself, and it just really stopped working in any yeah. way I,
0: think. I mean, I think that there are far more clever ways of doing a show like this than the one they have on TV right now. there are ways to make it really interesting. Um, um... Maybe. I don't
2: think anyone's interested anymore though I think because I was watching you know this they were going out in the streets as they do for these spontaneous interviews that of course we know can <laughs> never be spontaneous because of course you have to sign a whole disclaimer before you even give a spontaneous interview in the street but all the spontaneous interview people were saying I oh, know I'm not interested in that anymore because I want to watch television where people are actually doing something like you know I don't know strictly come dancing or something where they learn, where there's, there's some talent involved and i feel feel it's more entertaining and I think that's the other thing is that, and a few people actually said, people sitting around on couches talking, it's just not interesting anymore. And yeah, but also, do you remember
1: when it was first on, they did things like, um in Big Brother 2, they had to uh, break world records and stuff like that, and okay, they were silly world records, but you know, they were actually doing stuff and interacting as a group. And yeah, so it was more I interesting I said, to watch. Stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah. So...
2: Yeah, I think my favourite thing, I think what they should do is exit but not tell the contestants and just close the door and not broadcast it anymore.
1: But what, what would be the good of that?
2: I just think it'd be funny. Just lock them in to the house. Just tell how,
0: them. How, how would anyone know about it
2: <laughs> they wouldn't know they would just be like you know still acting as if they're on television well, uh-huh. I just think it'd be amusing I
0: always thought a really good way of doing it would be to have like two identical big brother houses like or at least the housemates think they're identical maybe they wouldn't be um, um Right there, sort of next to each other. So you've got two houses, Um and for maybe like the first two weeks, nobody gets evicted, and they all just uh, they all just sort of go in the house, and then basically what happens is only uh I had this idea in my head, and it just kind of went. Do you see the the, the thought process? I was wondering what where you we're
1: going with this, Gary. So yeah,
0: no.
2: So, so are awesome. you saying are it's you saying it's 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 that that one of them wouldn't be televised and the other would, or something?
0: No. So what I'm saying is that there'd be these two houses uh, and then after the second week the public would vote not for the contestants but for the house that they want to continue watching and then there's just like this massive cull it's like like 10 failures all have to come out at once and that's the end of it for them
2: Uh, okay I don't know that's very (laughs)
0: Um, But uh, but of course
1: this again is how it used to be you know no one got evicted till the end of the second week in the original one
2: yeah now it's the end of the second minute yeah, yeah, exactly. They come in and they're out again. And also, I think t- to me, Davina McCall has spoiled the show a lot. But clearly, they still had her under contract because I think she's just awful. And- well, she does
0: all the shows now, doesn't she?
2: Yeah. I think
1: she's just so associated with it, it; would be very hard to run one without
0: her. Yeah, and they're certainly not going to run the last one without her. And her, I wouldn't have thought. No.
2: Well, I think a few years ago they could have, you know, yes, replaced that's her. True. Because she just, she's, oh, yeah, anyway. I find her interviews and everything just painful.
1: I actually don't mind her. I used to like Street Mate. That was a great program. That was the I best show of all time, yeah. ever. Street,
2: it? No. It yeah. was great. It was all right. It wasn't the best show of all time. Oh, my
1: God. Yes, oh, God, Heather, you're just sitting in your ivory tower watching Your Brideshead Revisited when you could be watching Street Mate.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, um, I think she was all right, but I just think on Big Brother, she just became ridiculous the way she spoke to the you know to the contestants when they came out and all that I just I think I don't think she's particularly good
0: Uh, well don't worry about a year from now you won't have to worry about hearing from Irene again (laughs) she'll be gone forever
2: no, I think your life era. is your life is much better without watching it, though, isn't it? It's, it's like, because, you know, I just used to always get sucked in every year, and then the last two or three years I haven't, and in the summer I've just thought, oh, it's actually really nice, not feeling as if I have to watch Big Brother or care about these people at all.
1: Oh, you're going to turn to one of those tele-evangelists, Heather.
2: What, well, he, he doesn't watch telly? You know, I've been saved.
0: Yeah. I've got a really nice chair in my window and I just read books now. That's what she'll be saying in a couple of weeks time. You wait. Yes. And, listen.
2: and I just No, no, I look at I, I look at the birds. <laughs> I look at the birds out the window and read books.
0: <laughs> do you, That's it. do, do, do you really? <laughs> um okay <laughs> that's, that's totally normal
2: i'd be like i don't watch television <laughs>
0: yeah
2: it's always funny isn't it when you meet someone like that you're at, at a duel or something at a party and someone does you mention something about a telly show and someone says i don't have a television
1: yeah. <laughs> well, i always think it's like you know um i know i'm quoting someone i read but it's like because you, know, you imagine if someone said oh you know no you know i don't read yeah you know like, am yeah. sure there's
2: lots of people who don't. Yeah. Well, it's
1: like, you know, I've chosen to cut myself off from one of the biggest communication mediums in the world. Great. Yeah. You but know. you didn't
2: have a television, did you, Patrick? And you thought it was great.
1: Oh, uh, when was that? Recently. Oh, of course, yes, recently when my telly was broken. Yeah. Um, yeah, to be honest, I, 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 I mean, I did miss it. I, 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 But not as much as I thought I would. You know, you just sort of get into doing other things. And, yes, so... It can but be I think good. It's a bit like what we were saying before, really, isn't it? You know, in the days before television, you just found other things to do with your time. Yeah, Perhaps,
0: exactly. Yeah, well, We don't. Hmm. You're going to have to find something else to do with your time right now, because Patrick, Heather, you have been evicted from the Helena Hancock podcast for this week. <laughs>
2: oh, oh well, thanks,
0: thank you for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> now head off into obscurity
2: <laughs> and we're 50 we episodes deserved. 50 episodes close to the grave yes <laughs> 50 hours closer to the grave
0: and we'll talk to you next week
2: bye, bye.